0: next week on either july 2nd or 3rd it won't be any later than the 3rd because then it would be late and obviously july 4th is a bit of a holiday in the united states of america we don't like paying tax for our tea etc the Tesla Q podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for and should not be used as financial, investment, or trading advice. Research associated with fiscal decisions should be conducted elsewhere. The host of the show possesses no license or credentials to warrant accepting advice based on what is heard on the Tesla Q podcast. Additionally, even though the host and guests may hold positions in companies discussed on the show, they don't have insights into the next time step of the simulation. Therefore, do not make any financial decisions based on the contents of this podcast hello and welcome to episode number 35 of the tesla q podcast i'm your host tq and this i thought it was going to be a rather boring episode but some uh late breaking twitter news this evening besides tesla charts apparently actually watching the bachelor at the request of his quote unquote son elmer fudd is that twitter is actively censoring the web address tesladeaths.com. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit, rant a little bit. But before we go any further, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash podcast and becoming a regular contributor. I've had a lot of people join since the Bloodsport Capital interview, which was the last episode, number 34, and the episode before with Montana Skeptic. I know that a lot of people enjoyed both of those interviews and we're going to do more interviews in the future. I've actually gotten some inquiries from some other future potential interviewees. And if you have any suggestions for who I should interview, please pass those along. I've, I've got a few people in mind in particular from Tesla Q that I'd like to interview to get their story and and their take on the whole matter. One of them had a pretty excellent thread just uh, within the last two weeks, about his his journey to finance, I'll I'll have to get in touch with him again about doing an interview. Just before I started recording this, I put up a a post on Patreon with some Tesla price action uh, with their stock share price charts. I don't want to say it's a got to be careful how I describe the charts because I'm I'm no I'm no Tesla charts, but I can copy a. A candlestick chart from TD Ameritrade and say my few words about it so if you want to hear my few words about it other than what I'm going to say on this podcast you can uh, become a patron and, and see it there the the main things that I just point out are that several of the moving averages are are converging on what looks like about $225 a share recently and the the share price has been pretty boring lately. Part of the reason that I haven't had a new episode recently is that I've been really busy with my day job, but also Tesla news has been relatively boring. The biggest news story of the past few weeks seems to be the Goldman Sachs David Tamburino price target update, where he dropped his price target from $200 to $158 per share for Tesla. When that, the, the morning that that came out, my initial reaction on Twitter was that if that had come out immediately following. The Morgan Stanley downgrade from Adam Jonas, which got tons of attention, especially with that phone call, which I still need to finish listening to. I am not sure that the the bump from 180 would have worked. I don't think the email leak from Elon Musk would have been effective had the sequence of price target updates been in such close succession. As it was, the Goldman Sachs note seems to have quelled a little bit of a, a share price rise and helped helped my descending channel that I've drawn remain fully intact with the share price very well relatively close to the middle. It's a little above the middle currently, but over coming weeks it could could move closer to the middle or drop below the middle. Who knows? The big thing that will move Tesla's share price in the near future, of course, is the quarter two delivery report which is going to be coming out next week on either July 2nd or 3rd. It won't be any later than the 3rd because then it would be late. And obviously July 4th is a bit of a holiday in the United States of America. We don't like paying tax for our tea, etc. So it's not coming out that day. So it'll either be the 2nd or 3rd. And it will either be bearish, neutral, or bullish. So my rough estimate for what would be bearish would be anything... Below about 84,000 deliveries, I think, would would be bearish. Between 84,000 and probably 89,000 would be relatively neutral. 89 might be pushing towards bullish. So maybe maybe bring the top into that range down a little bit. And anything 88,000 and above would probably be considered relatively bullish by, by many people. But of course, here in Tesla Q, we have... Been observing for quite a long time and have noted a substantial number of price discounts. And what do price discounts do? They remove revenue that would have gone directly to the bottom line as margin. So, regardless of how bullish the delivery report might be, what's really going to matter in the long run is the actual financial. And with Tesla and their history, of course, the financial results that they initially report may not be the full story and the full story may not come out until the 10q form is filed with the sec so with quarter one of course there was a four to five percent discrepancy in the automotive gross margin depending on the tax credits and whether they were counted or not so I, i remember that that wasn't pointed out until the 10q came out and spelled it out clearly so I'm sure that there will be many, many things to examine closely with the quarter two financial results. And and you'll note that I'm not calling it an earnings release. I adopted that terminology back uh, when the quarter one results were coming out as Tesla has only actually had a profitable quarter with positive earnings for four of their quarters as a public company. And of course, they weren't profitable before they became public. So four quarters out of 16 years of existence so 16 years times four quarters a year that's 64 total quarters and four of them have reported a profit so in my opinion tesla has not earned <laughs> earned the right to call their quarterly financial results and earnings release just a little quirky thing and i'm silly for doing it but hey what can i do other couple things that actually have occurred in Tesla Q Twitter land recently are the creation of Elon today by Ted Stein. And for some reason, McAfee Security, the antivirus company, which is no longer managed or owned by John McAfee, the uh, interesting Twitter character and possible... 2020 presidential candidate although i don't know how he's going to run for president if he is uh doesn't feel comfortable being on u.s soil but that's another matter but mcafee security apparently flagged elon musk today as a suspicious side or something so my my mobile phone that i use has that installed automatically or something so it didn't want to open for a little while i was able to eventually to get it open but it that just seemed kind of odd i think I know that Ted is is looking into that to get that issue remedied. And just today, just this evening on Twitter on June 24th, which it's it's getting close to June 25th. So 6 months until Christmas. So just a heads up to anybody. But just tonight, it's become apparent that Twitter is blocking tesladeaths.com, which is simply a URL that directs to the Google sheet that is keeping a, a a running list of deaths that have occurred in accidents involving Teslas. Uh, it's been misconstrued as uh, people assuming that it was meant to be all autopilot-related deaths, which it is not. It's just it's deaths from deaths in wrecks that involve Teslas. One of my prior episodes was ranting one evening when Elon Bachman was temporarily suspended from Twitter, but Elon Bachman is who started this spreadsheet and this web address simply links directly to that spreadsheet and twitter is actively blocking it it can't be sent through a direct message it can't be tweeted at it's it's a very very gross quelling of free speech it seems first amendment i'm in favor of it elon musk supposedly was in favor of it but uh he does not like that spreadsheet apparently and apparently jack dorsey and twitter are Not too fond of the spreadsheet either, so I don't know what the ultimate result of that's going to be, but just thought I would bring it up on my podcast, since a Twitter account suspension back in December of 2018 was part of what spawned the idea to actually start this podcast, So, and that Twitter suspension account, whoever ran it, eventually made the EV Defender account, which oddly disappeared a couple weeks ago. Not sure what the story is on that yet, but that Twitter account had been documenting the insider sales from Tesla directors and their chief technical or chief technology officer J.B. Straubel, and even predicted in advance, within a day or two, when upcoming sales from them would be, and had created these websites uh, tracktesla.com and everdank.com. I think was the other other web address and had all this excellent research of the Tesla saga that was posted, but is now not on the internet, or it, it may still be available from the Wayback Machine, unless Elon Musk has some strings he can pull there. So the quelling of information seems to be ongoing. I think there may have been a Falcon Heavy launch scheduled for tonight. That's a totally different topic. Somewhat non-boring topic, but Still Elon Musk related. Earlier this evening, Elon Musk made a tweet that I actually liked. It it was a a link to an Apollo 11 documentary that's coming out. So I plan to watch that. It should be a a well-done film. And, you know, it will show the the Saturn V rocket and Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin and and all these people that you've probably heard of uh, that have been astronauts. And so I don't know where I was going with that. I didn't actually prepare any notes for this episode there hasn't like I said there's not been much that's gone on in the land of Tesla there may have been a little bit more than than I think but I missed it because I've been too busy with work but I figured it was time to put out a new episode as all these daily moving averages 10-day 50-day 5-day are all converging on $225 per share that's my early early estimate for the options pin this week is 225. So calling it on Monday night. Don't use that as trading advice. That's just a random guess early on based on some moving averages. I have no idea what's going to happen with Tesla's share price. I don't know what their delivery number is going to be. I do think it'll I think it'll be in the 80 80,000 range so from 80,000 to 89,999. If I had to put a, a 10,000 range on it, that's probably what, where I would bound it. I already mentioned the bearish and bullish levels for that. The key thing though is going to be the earnings per share, the cash flow, how much capex they can cut, and the big thing that's going to play into the cash flow is how much their suppliers will allow them to continue to delay payments. So we'll see what happens. I my my initial estimate after the capital raise of 5 to 8 months for tesla's cash i may have to revise that it depends very very largely on these quarter 2 numbers but there's only about 5 days left of the 3750 tax credit it's about to drop to 1875 so the end of quarter sales push from tesla is probably upon us so be on the lookout for any good estimates of what the delivery number is going to be. And we'll go from there. Let me know who you want to hear on the podcast in and interview, become a patron. If you wish, if you don't wish, then don't. And thanks for listening. And we're going to call this episode number 35 of the Tesla Q podcast. And we got it in just before June 25th, 2019. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.